All right. Welcome back to the High Performance Happiness Podcast. I am your host, Brian Sharp. Those who have been helping us get off the ground and you're coming back, thank you. Grateful for the support. If you're checking us out for the first time, welcome. You are in for a treat. Uh, this is the podcast that I couldn't find, right? I think they say like that's when you should build stuff is when you can't find it. So um, we talk with business leaders, entrepreneurs, industry experts about how do we balance these two things between high performance, right? A lot of us are driven and, and want to achieve, but also being happy. And so I get a chance to kind of peel back proven strategies from these folks that are in the trenches doing this with us, not talking necessarily from the mountaintop. So we get into everything from how do you beat burnout and making big decisions to managing stress or scaling a business, right? It, it, it's all fair game. It's on both sides of that high performance happiness spectrum. Um, but my hope is that you'll take away some practical advice, some ideas, hopefully hear some fun stories that you can relate to. Um, but overall, the theme across the board here is we really believe that there's a balance um, between high performance and business success that can be found. And we're going to explore it and find it and learn together. So what we're going to do today. So I'm excited to welcome uh, our guest, Aaron Sum. And I'll give you a quick bio, but first I'm going to say, hi, Aaron. How are you? Hi, Brian. I'm doing good. Thanks I'm for having me. Good, right? She's all right. So first thing you got to know before I even go to the bio, like Aaron's always smiling, always, <laughs> always smiling. Okay. So that's one of the reasons I wanted her here. Um, but we're going to take a different approach today. We're going we're gonna to look a little bit behind the curtain and talk about confidence. Um, she's an international uh, con- confidence consultant. She's a speaker, an author, uh, author of Stand Up and Shine, which is the 60-day confidence discovery journal, which is very cool. It's on her website. Check that out. I was just looking at that. She's also co-author of Catch Your Star. She hosts events, retreats. Um, she's really passionate about supporting Uh, women business owners to get past their fears, gain confidence, and make more money. And I can't wait to dig into all of those things. Um, She's been featured on like a whole host of podcasts and blogs and Morning Blend on on ABC here in the Sacramento market. And she's had her own very interesting journey that she set out on about 10, 12 years ago now. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. Somebody who's gone through that same, that same path as well. Somebody who's very uh, how do you write it? Is fearful of being seen and heard, right? And now somebody who's teaching others to do just that. Uh, I think also, which is interesting, is she holds a bachelor uh, degree in psychology, and she's also a certified professional coach. So we get to like we're gonna. I'm almost a little nervous now. Like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna call bullshit on me, like on anything I say here. I think, right? So, so we're good. So welcome. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So it was it was interesting. I'm gonna call you out of it, right? So right out of the gate. So I asked you to be on, and I've known Aaron for a little while. Uh, we were just chatting, like, I think we met around the time this journey for you, as you started your business, which is now like this thriving coaching business. And, you know, you're like super cool and awesome and known around. Um, <laughs> you guys always super cool and awesome. <laughs> I think that is a fair point. But uh, it was interesting because I told you about it and you said, well, I don't know. I don't really know or talk much on high performance, right? And I thought that was really interesting because I see you as a high performer <laughs> and you, you know, think about confidence. So give us a little bit about your background, like professional, like what are you doing these days and kind of what, what does that look like for you right now? Yeah. So what I'm doing these days is I'm a confidence coach and I'm supporting women, entrepreneurs, professionals to see where they're holding back, where their blocks, where their limiting beliefs, where the fears, where do they feel not worthy and helping them to shift those, to change, um, you know, into empowering beliefs, to feel more worthy and deserving of everything that they really want. And that does, it's not just for business. It, it goes across the board, you know, if you're working on one area of confidence, it's going to go into your relationships. It's going to go in other pieces of your life. And so, um, you know, I work with my clients, not just on their business, but on everything. Yeah. It's all intercut. You can't disconnect it. And especially these days, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's a great point. As we, you work on yourself, you're working on everything. That's a, that's a, right. that's a good thing. Yeah. I, so I was, I was just joking a little bit about like our interaction when I was inviting you and, um, and then you've started on this journey, right? So a lot of people like, Oh, high performance. I'm not a high performer. Like that's not, but you are like, you look at what you've built, what you're building, what you help others build. So Tell me about the genesis of confidence and this direction for you. Like, where did it start or where did it come from? 
and and kind of how how did you get to this? Was there like a moment or an event or something like that? Yeah. Well, so you hear this all the time. It hasn't always been this way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaker <Yeah>. formula. <laughs> so, good. Yeah. yeah. So it really hasn't always been this way. I I am a confidence coach now, but. When you met me, Brian, I was just starting this business. It wasn't even confidence coaching at the time. Back in 2012, I think we met. Yeah. And um, I, I actually grew up being very, very shy my whole life. I remember just being really shy. It took me a, real, a really long time to warm up to people. I didn't want to be seen and heard. Um, I remember being in college and having questions run through my brain and never raising my hand because I was absolutely panicked. Just the thought of asking the question made me panic so hard that I'm like, right. nope, not doing it. Yep. Yep. I'd rather not know the answer. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, but I remember even being a kid and wanting to help. Like I always wanted to help someone or, hmm. or do something. You know, there was like a Kids for Saving Earth Club that was nationwide at the time. And you could start your own chapter. You know? So right. I did that and like led meetings and all these different things. Cool. And um, so, yeah, I got my psychology degree in college. And I went to work in a group home after that with foster kids. Um, but I wasn't feeling that fulfillment. Like I loved it and I loved the kids. But I didn't feel that fulfillment because I didn't see the difference I was making. The kids, you know, at risk kids and teens don't usually say, you're making a big difference for me. Thank you so much. You know? So I, um, I ended up going to a few parties at that time, like network marketing parties, the same woman was running it and she, you know, they, how they do, they always ask, would you like to join my team? And I was like, I do not speak in front of people. I do not sell things. I don't okay. do that. And, um, one day something changed and I called her and I said, I do want to join your team. This is in 2008. And that was like such a huge leap outside my comfort zone. Cause mm. I did not, I was not a public speaker. I did not want to be in spotlight. And, um, not only that way, it was actually passion parties. So I went from like, Holy moly. Yeah. Don't see me to hello. Let me sell you some better <laughs> things that go buzz you in the night. You know? You're like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going all in. Let's yeah. Just... All my friends and family were like, you are doing what? <laughs> just, uh, you are doing that? You just wrote a blog about that recently, right? Like, I, kind yeah, of I did a video that. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did write. Yes, I wrote yeah. a post about yeah. it. Um, so I did that for five years and I did it on purpose. Like, okay. I didn't just say, well, this might be fun. Let's do it. It was I need to grow my confidence. I need to get outside my comfort zone hmm. if I want to make a bigger difference in the future. So that, that really led me down the path of what I'm doing now. I, I grew my confidence. I grew a team at the time. I met my very first life coach. My, one of my sponsors was a coach. And so I got that first taste of what is it like to be coached and what is um, life coaching about. And so that's really what took me on this journey. Um, so for 12 years, I've been building my confidence very mm. um, consistently, very, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, there's a reason behind it, you know, everything yeah. I do. And, and so I'm, that's. Was it, was it hard with your, I would imagine, you know, it's funny. I talk about it, this with yeah. my wife sometimes, like as you get older now, I'm older than you, but I, as I get wiser, let me just say. Um, the good news is you, you know, more like you're more in tune with your body or your mindset or you're self-aware. Um, the downside is, you know, more, you're more self-aware, like you, you can't, you can't, you know, fake it anymore. Right. So with your background though, in psychology, you kind of probably could almost self-diagnose, like you were watching this thing. Was it harder or easier with your background to make that that shift because you knew more, but it, you probably also knew how hard of a climb you had ahead too, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't know if I really thought of it that way, but it's hard to see your own blocks too. You know, you can't really see like, uh, well, here's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it was, it's interesting because um, if you're not seeing your own block, you, know, you need somebody else to see that. Um, and I wasn't sure where I was going either. I, at the time mm-hmm. I didn't know, that I wanted to be a coach and I didn't know that I wanted to work with women to help them with their confidence. So I was just like this, I was just this path that kind of took me along and, you know, I just kind of kept moving along with it and it kind of led me to where I am. Um, you know, I, I knew about coaching before that and I really loved it, but I I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. (laughs) Some days I wonder the same thing. So, um, (laughs) 
So let's let's talk about confidence a little bit because this is a fascinating subject in how it relates to high performance happiness. But I, I want your your take on it. But I want to pull back first because I'm I would imagine there's like a thread that goes through the types of people that come to you. So if you were to like you know put on your psychology hat right and write around the state of of confidence in women entrepreneurs and, or just, you know, the, the general public or profession, how would, how would you assess it right now? Where are we at on the meter? Are we doing good? Is it a total like dumpster fire? Like where are we at in the middle? Well, it's challenging because here we are in a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> right. Real. Everything's turned upside down. Yeah. But it's something that I see in a lot of women that I work with is that lack of self-worth. Like they don't see I'm worthy of this goal, this dream, this love, this, Hmm. you know, way of being treated. They don't see that they're worth their, you know, what they are worth. They don't see that in themselves or for themselves. So it's, and that's, when I talk about confidence, I'm not talking just about like the outside. Well, she looks confident, right? Right. It's that deep down self-love, unconditional self-love and that Hmm. deep self-worth that helps that, is the basis of confidence the way I'm talking about it. <clears throat> That's interesting. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad you made that distinction. This is why like they write books about why men think this way and women think this way. Right. So I think of confidence as like swagger. You walk in the room and you've got like, you know, <laughs> like you feel good and you've at least faked the room out, but you right. look at it internally as much as mm-hmm. externally. Right. Yes. I do the deep dive coaching. <laughs> Can't hide from the, all right, you make, you really get into the deep stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when it comes to, you know, sometimes you see these people who are quote unquote high performers, they're, they're hustling, they're getting their shit done. You know, they're, they're really making a name for themselves, but on the inside, they don't feel good. They don't, Mm -hmm. they feel like I didn't get my hundred things on my to-do list done today. So I'm a failure. I can't sleep because I didn't finish this thing. Or, you know, they're like, they feel bad about themselves all the time because they're not reaching that level that they think they should, which is really unattainable anyways. So they're never, they're never quite up to par in their own mind. I didn't realize we were just going to talk about me right now. (laughs) Thanks. Calling me out in front of everybody, but man, like that's me for real, right? Like that's, yeah, you can try and blind it with being busy. Mm -hmm. Um, should start a podcast about that and talk about what a mess that is. So why, why is that? Like we're, I'm interested to understand why, what drives that, you know, how does that connect to confidence or self-worth or any of those things when they are achieving so much and probably even getting accolades for it. They're winning awards, they're hitting their quotas, they're building big businesses, they're making lots of money. And yet over here, not happy. Right. And we hear it about rock stars and people who've, but I'm more interested in like the everyday executive or entrepreneur or mom or leader that's struggling with this. Like why, how are those things connected? Cause it's confusing to me. <laughs> right. It, it really is like the basis of I am enough or not enough. Right. And so we feel like if we reach this goal, if we reach this dollar figure, if we get these to do's done, then we're enough. But until then I'm not enough. Hmm. But even if you, when you hit that, if you're not internally feeling like you're enough, you're never, that, that goal is never going to be enough that you're never going to reach that level of satisfaction and happiness for yourself. If you aren't feeling like you're enough, Mm. no matter what, like that's, that's, what's important is, is for people to get to that point where, you know what, I failed at that and I'm still enough. Hmm. I totally bombed that whatever. And, and guess what? I'm still okay. I'm still enough. Yeah. I still love myself. You know, like it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that thing was a failure. Hmm. So you're you know? kind of decoupling from, from these outcomes. I, right. It's I, like I am not my job right. or my. Right. It's like when somebody does something bad, they aren't a bad person. They hmm. did a bad thing. Right. Like hmm. there's, there's that distinction of I am versus I did. Got it. We, we used to talk a lot about not bringing it home, right? Um, have you seen anything shift there with COVID where now like you are home? Like there's a physical change now and it's hard to separate. Like 
for some folks that you might be listening right now, you know, on, on a commute, right? But when you're not commuting or you're not traveling, I used to travel every, almost every week and I barely traveled at all in nine months, right? So right. There, there's a little bit of decompressed time. Has that changed at all? Like, is it, I would imagine that's gotten harder uh, because you can't like leave it at work because work is home and home is work and that's also right. your play area. Have right. you seen any of that dynamic playing out with COVID? Well, for, for me personally, and that's no different because <laughs> I've always worked at home, but, but for other people, it is, it is harder, you know, to separate that home time versus work time. Um, and something that I've been doing the last few years is trying not to take my work with me into the living room, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. when I wrap up at night, instead of taking my computer with me and working in front of the TV, I turn off, you know, mm-hmm. there is no more work as much as I'm mean, as much as, I mean, really, yes. like, if somebody sends me a yes. message, I'm probably going to respond, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I can turn it off, you know, I yeah. can say, nah, I'm going to put that and wait for that for later. Okay. Um, what, so what's it's, a, yeah, it's go important ahead. to try to make that distinction and say like, okay, at five o'clock or whatever, I am with the kids and the family and then no more work until tomorrow mm. at 9 a.m. What, what happens though, when you talk about decoupling that feeling, cause this, I struggle with this, right. And, and when, if you have kids, they'll call you out on it. They'll know you're not in a good space. So how do you decouple? Like you just finished and had a crappy meeting and now it's time to go to the living room and you really do just want to enjoy the rest of the evening. Like, how do you separate it? What's, is there, is there something you say? Is it just a, some work you got to do or, or how do, how do people do that? So you mean something that you say to yourself? Yeah. You said a lot of the challenges, people like equating their happiness and self-worth with their work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to kind of decouple those things. Yeah. And when you're at home and you're working from home and like you said, you're going to walk down to the living room, but that crappy meeting just happened nine feet down the hallway, 10 seconds ago. It's hard to separate from that. Is there, right. Is there any, any suggestions or how do people work through that? I would suggest doing like some um, deep breathing, even just, if it's just five minutes of meditation or deep breathing, that's going to help you like release the stress. Um, I personally really like to watch funny things. So maybe if there's okay. something funny, like a five minute, you yeah. know, just like laugh and get that okay. stress out, yeah. that might be helpful too. Okay. Um, I personally, I live alone, so I don't, yeah. have, I don't have to change hats when I yeah. go into my living room. But, yeah. um, you know, it is, I think it is important to take that hat off. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm dad now. I'm right. not, not boss Brian or what, you know, work, right. work Brian. I should call myself Feldoy, boss, boss Brian, boss Brian. <laughs> um, no, that's, so if I'm hearing you right, it's about changing energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's slowing yourself down or making yourself laugh. And yeah, that's, that's really one of the things I've, you know, if I were to, Somewhere to ask me about you, I'd be like, you know, she's just, you're always laughing. You're having fun. Like if you watch your videos, you're dancing, you're goofing off, you're dre- like, you, you just have fun. And that's easy to forget how to do a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, so one, one thing I'm also interested in understanding with confidence and the challenges around it. So you, you mentioned a lot of people, there's this kind of self-worth, self-love, this real internal work that needs to happen what do they mask it as? Like where, when they come to you and they say, Oh, I, I'm sure you get some that would be like me. And I go, all right, here's my problem. I need you to fix. And it's this. And you're like, that's not what it really is. Like how are high performers or leaders or business owners, women entrepreneurs, how are they bringing, how are they bringing these to you? Or what are they thinking the issue is? Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah. Well, and sometimes like I can kind of, I'm very intuitive, so I can kind of get that from, people too, but they're mm-hmm. <laughs> left you for a second. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so like some people might be very perfect. They're very perfect. They're very well put together all the time and everything's fine and everything's wonderful and nothing's ever out of place. And you right. Like, so, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. something's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's that masking. There's that putting on that mask that, yeah. um, that everything's perfect. You know, Life is perfect. Business right. is perfect. I'm perfect. Nothing's wrong. When yeah. you're going, no, something's, <laughs> yeah. there's something in there. Um, <clears throat> and so helping them to dig into what's really going on at the core um, and helping them to overcome those things, helping them to build that worth and feel really, you know, good enough just as they are. 
yeah. accept themselves just as they are, be compassionate with themselves, yeah. you know? Um, so, let me put you on the hot seat. Uh, ah. so well, <laughs> no, I'm not the hot seat. <laughs> but what I'm always interested in is, so I look at you as somebody who has that confidence, right? Put together, mm-hmm. it's all good. But you're also very authentic. Like you share when stuff's hard or whatever. But what does it look like for you when that confidence starts to waver in those those voices or the, you know, that, that internal work kind of shows up in one way or another, like, when does that happen? Is there triggers for you or, or, or things that you have to avoid or just situational type things? Um, and thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to be authentic and, and it's taken me a long time to get there too. Yeah. You know, like there was, there was that facade that I used to have and it was yeah. like, show up as professional Aaron, you know, right. <laughs> like, right. no, just be yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that it took me a long time to like be able to drop those those walls that I had up to mm-hmm. and to really just be just be me goofy <laughs> crazy me right. um, and not have two different personalities for work and and interesting yeah. play, you know yeah um, but what's the question <laughs> well, well uh, you're, you're you're starting to get there so i was asking like when when is it hard for aaron like when is oh. it hard for you to be confident or right. you know, what triggers that because i think a lot of people listening are doing the work mm-hmm. but what we're trying to do is get better at like spotting it sooner and, and right. taming it and i want to get into tips later but i'm just curious for someone people will listen to this go oh wow she's got her stuff together and she teaches others like it's probably not an issue it probably is for you right and it, not yeah. as much, but it comes up. And I'm just curious, how do you manage it? When does it happen? And how do you kind of manage those challenges around confidence? Yeah. So some, I, I definitely, I mean, we all have our challenges and it doesn't matter. Like we teach what we need to learn. Right. So <laughs> I Heck teach yeah. confidence because that's what I need to learn. That's right. um, so, so, you know, I start noticing it in overthinking. Okay. Like a lot of the times I'm just like, get things done, you know? And then sometimes I'm like, what do I say? You know, and it's like days of like trying to figure out what to say to this person right. or whatever. And it's like, why, why am I overthinking that and getting in my head and just like processing forever? Um, yeah. Not knowing what to say, just kind of like spinning overthinking. Yeah. And yeah. um, that's when I notice it a lot. Um, when else do I notice it? Um, I'm trying to think definitely the overthinking those okay. just like, you can't move forward. You know, you get really stuck on this project. That's, that's, that's part of it too. It's like you overthink and then you get stuck and you can't move forward on something. So you're working on this project forever because you can't yeah. get anything done because you're stuck in your head. And and does it start when you say stuck in your head for me, like I got a whole band waiting for me up there. They're like, Oh, fire up the band. Like, hey, <laughs> like for you, that work, does it start to impact your confidence? Like, Oh, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't have the speaking gig or whatever. Or is it just, okay, I just need to work through this and it's more tactical for you. Um, some it's uh, both. I think, okay. um, sometimes I get in my head and then I don't know what to do. And then I stop and I don't do anything hmm. sometimes. Um, like in order to break through that, I'll just like, I'll kind of close my eyes and I'll try to drop into my heart instead of, because the thinking obviously it happens in your brain. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, what do I need to, to do? You know, how do I need to be? What, what, what's my answer here? And just kind of like breathe through it and see what kind of messages come. Cause sometimes I just get these downloads that tell me do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I had a mentor. He was my, his reminder to me, similar challenge there in, you know, it was a reminder of, I was probably focusing way more on myself, right. Mm-hmm. Worrying about what other people thought and, right. you know, all this, you know, walk into the room and, and I'm like, I don't feel confident, but now I got to act confident because I'm going to be on stage or in front of a team or whatever. So. Right. And affirmations too. Like if you're about to go on stage or you're, you're worried about reaching out to someone or whatever it is, you know, tell you, I'm okay. And asking what is, what is my fear right now? Like, what mm-hmm. am I really scared of? And then giving yourself a little pep talk, a little, you know, create some affirmations. This is, I'm good. This is all good. I got this, you know, this. be your own best support coach. You, know? you, you do, you do. That's, and, and it can be big situations or small ones too, which I think is important to note. Like it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, me, sometimes it it's just a silly little thing. Why am I thinking about this for a week? You know? 
just make yeah, a decision. Just do already. it already or, do, yeah. or don't, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's like standing on the side of the pool, like, oh, I'm going to jump in. Right. Um, how do you, you know, as you start to, as we, I want to kind of shift a little bit and you started talking through the breakthrough there. So that was kind of false. That was perfect timing. I start talking about like what shifts this. So you talked a little bit about energy, but can you talk a little bit about the connection you see between confidence and, and success, right? So I think you, you share a little bit about like the drivers for people that come to you as, as I was reading through your, your bio and website. And it's clear there's a connection there in some way. So how do you, how do you see that connection or, or what, how should we be thinking about the connection between that inner confidence, right? And, and how it can drive success or performance, that sort of thing. Right. It's one of the things I say is like, do you ever see someone who is lacking confidence, who's reaching their big, cute goals? No, right? Like (laughs) you have to have confidence if you want to reach for something big. If you don't have confidence, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your message, if you don't um, believe that you can do it, then you're not going to get there. You have Mm. to believe in yourself. You have to feel worthy of that too. Um. You know, if you want to get to the next level financially, for example, if you don't believe you are worthy of being a six-figure business owner, for example, you're not going to get there or it's going to be really, really hard, Mm -hmm. right? And so the more confident you are, the more you believe in yourself, the more worthy you feel of those things, the more deserving you feel, the easier it's going to be to get there. Mm-hmm. And people will believe in you too. They're going to start being attracted to you. They're going to want to say, I don't work with that person, you know, yeah, <laughs> because sure. I, they see the confidence. They see the belief in yourself. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I had a conversation with someone I have a lot of respect for, a very successful person. And we both cared. I mean, you could call me out on this, but we cared deeply about what other people think, right? In the sense of like, we want to do the right thing. We want to be the nice guys. We want to... And we were talking about how the difference you refer to as confidence. We were using different phraseology, but the concept was the same as like, these other folks really don't care. They're just doing, they're just Mm -hmm. going for it. Right. And having tremendous success. And you're like, how are they doing that? Right. There's such this disconnect. So I I like how you put that, that that confidence is really tied to that in, in one way or another. It seems, it seems obvious, but you, I think it's interesting that a lot of high performance don't have a lot of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're doing it out of a fear of something, a fear of failure, a fear of loss, whatever it might be. Um, I, I meet a lot of high performers that are, if you were to ask them like, man, how'd you become the best? They'll look at you like, what? I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I, do you see that a lot where there's a high performer or really, you know, a, a leader in a space or maybe woman who's having great success in business and she just doesn't at all see it that way. Yeah. And there's, you know, people who have tons of degrees too, master's degrees, multiple master's degrees. And they're like, I'm not worth anything. Hmm. I'm not enough, you know, because oftentimes that stems from childhood. You know, we hear that you're not enough and it's not that, not necessarily that our parents are saying that. Yes, there are people who have suffered very bad childhoods that suffer from this, but there's also people who have had wonderful childhoods that mm-hmm. still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Because maybe a teacher said something or maybe they were bullied in the, at school, or right. maybe they were just really sensitive and they thought someone said this, that, or the other thing, or meant this, that, or the other thing. And so they take it on as I'm not enough. Got it. Got and it. then they have to prove that they're enough by overworking, over giving, <laughs> You know, um, all those things to prove that they're enough instead of coming from the inside out. I'm super stoked this turning into this session for me. This is fantastic. So <laughs> I really appreciate that. What? Um, so where are we screwing up? Like where? Where's the disconnect? Right? Like I know there's this. Con- you, you're you're kind of driving at it in one way, but how how is how is it happening that we are? so disconnected from that confidence or, or whatever, when we know better, we know the science, we know the, you know, the psychology, and yet we still jack it up all day long, right? Like, and you look at kids now, and it's, it's a huge issue, you know, and it stems into, it goes all the way into mental health. So what are we doing wrong? Like, what's, is there a common trait? Um, what, what do you see? Well, <clears throat> I think some of us know it, but a lot of people don't. Mm. 
you know, like mm-hmm. you and I, we study these things, you know, we mm-hmm. we're in these things all the all time. All the time, my bookshelf, all of this stuff. Is <laughs> right, I, I got a big one over here too. One behind me. I don't get it. That's why you're here. Right? <laughs> the general population doesn't know these things. And so it's hard to, to change. It's a society thing, I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we feel like we need to prove ourselves. We feel like we need to be better than other people, you know, and I'm not saying us in particular, but just, you know, society, we're not taking a hard look at ourselves and how to change. The general society isn't doing that deep dive work and saying, how can I be better? Hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a, that's a good point. There, there is a societal part of it because it is different in different countries for sure. Um, so let's, let's shift gears a little bit and start talking about some of the tactical things, like some of the ideas or tips or strategies you meet and work with entrepreneurs and, and business owners, like all across the spectrum. I would imagine from just starting a business to very successful business owners, but probably a common thread. So what are some of the more common tips or strategies that you're working on or, or would encourage people to be, to be thinking about where these, this dialogue starts and, you know, uh, it, it, it's something that you're aware of, but you're just not really sure like how to curb it. And it feels like so much work every time, right? You got to right. start over. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> make it easy, Aaron, help make it easy for me. <laughs> well, for, uh, make it easy. That's a good one. So if you're feeling like you're overworking, if you're feeling like you're working really, really hard, yeah. take a step back. Okay. Why am I working so hard right now? It doesn't have to be this hard. Like mm. I, I literally have a sticky note on my screen that says, what if it were easy? <laughs> you know, I, love because it. I need the reminder. <laughs> right, right. Um, I've always been someone who wants to make things really challenging and difficult. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be easy. Right, so right. why am I making this so hard? Why am I struggling through this? Hmm. Um, you know, where is it that I don't feel like I'm enough that I'm, that I feel like I need to push right now. I need to push and, um, you know, in order to get to this place? Why do I feel like I need to um, force it? You know, what am I trying to prove? Okay. I'm a big fan of empowering questions. <laughs> so, I see that there's, that is definitely coming through. Yeah. A lot of whys <laughs> and what if, right? <laughs> yeah. Just asking yourself questions, you know, and if you're holding back, if you're not moving forward on something, what am I scared of? What's the fear here? Um, you know, what am I afraid is going to happen? What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Um, because we get stuck in all these fears too that hold us back and stop us from um, doing our thing, right. helping other people. And I think you really hit the nail on the head earlier too. It's like when we're in fear and we're not doing something and we're in our head, it is about us, not about the other person. It's not about serving someone else. It's about being afraid of what people are going to say or think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is a huge block for people. It's like, I don't want to put my business out there because what are they going to say? You know? right, sure. What are they going to think of me? <laughs> They're probably going to be proud of you. <laughs> right. They'll probably be excited and want to support you and all that. Mm-hmm. So so what do you see as a great catalyst to get through fear? Because it, it does like stop people from doing stuff, trying things, accepting opportunities. I had a, a, you know, a friend tell me, what was the advice he got from his his mentor, his boss, we were talking about a prom- this promotion he was up for. And he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not qualified, but my, bo- my old boss told me that if you're not applying for a job, you're not prepared, feel like you're ready for, it's the wrong job, right? Like, mm-hmm. in other words, that should be your trigger to go do it, right? You just kind of mm-hmm. fly in, but mm-hmm. not everyone's ready to do that. So what, what is like a catalyst to help kind of take that step towards facing the fear so you can rise yeah, up? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think... Um, Asking yourself, like really digging into why am I not for, if it's a job, for example, mm-hmm. why am I not applying for this? Or if it's an opportunity, what do I, am I really not qualified or am I just in fear? Is mm-hmm. it just something that I'm scared of? Um, or do I just think that I'm not qualified? There's a, um, there's a book called the confidence code and they interviewed thousands of people, men and women, and they found a lot of very interesting things around confidence around men and women. Like our brains are literally different. We're, we're literally born with different levels of confidence. Mm. Um, and then the way we're raised and things 
change things too. But one of the things that they discovered was when a man is looking at a, um, a job description or whatever, and they see that they have like 60% of the qualifications they're looking for, they're like, I got this. And they apply and women are like, oh my God, they have a hundred percent or more, you know, of the qualifications. They're like, I don't, I still don't think I'm good enough for this. I still don't think I should apply. Right. Like there's that, there's a very big discrepancy between how we think about our sense and perceive ourselves. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's huge. Right. And that's, that's real. And that, as a bed of a girl, right. And we, we just spent the weekend together doing some kind of some tough stuff and, and uh, it's, it's interesting to watch them build their confidence. And I find myself a lot of times having to say, doesn't your brother, you can do anything your brothers do. In fact, you'd probably be better at it. Right. So, <laughs> um, but you're, but I never thought about it. Like that there's actually um, something that, that we're just born different and have to train that a little bit differently. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being able to see people doing it and coach it and all of that is, is great. Um, that's cool. I like that. That's a, that's a good takeaway. You, you were digging into more of these questions, these whys and what ifs. So I, I'm going to dig into, I'm going to ask a question about the question because I'm fascinated by this. Because <laughs> it's easy to say, okay, I'm stuck. I'm getting frustrated. I'm spiraling out, right? Now I'm getting pissed. Now I'm spiraling more. Oh, just ask yourself a few questions. Well, okay, great. That's good. But what is it a process like um, to really do it right? I mean, do you, do you have people write them down? Do you have to kind of force that work? Is it like a pattern each time or is it more to just break the mode? Like what, how do we ask the right questions and how do we really, really get the answer that we need rather than like, okay, why am I doing this? Or how can I make it easy? Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause you get in that mode and you don't want to go through that process. That's when you need it most, I would think. Right. So something that I've learned, I had a, um, a coach for a year and a half. She was, she's called, she calls herself an intimacy coach because she helps people with relationships, but the biggest relationship she helps people with is themselves. And so something that I learned through her is about self self soothing and the little you inside. So when, when you're afraid, when you're freaking out, when you're afraid of something, when you're feeling like you're not enough, when you're self sabotaging, when you're, you know, whatever, just, just say it's okay. Little you, you know, you talk to little Brian, you talk to little Aaron and you soothe that part of you because that's the part of you that's reacting. Hmm. It's the little you inside of you that's saying, ah, I can't do this. I'm not enough. It's, it's those, those childhood things that are coming up. It's not the adult um, conscious mind. It's the unconscious freaking out. Hmm. So soothing that little you. And again, asking those, just starting to ask questions. Get curious with yourself. What's going on here? Why am I afraid? Why am I um, backing out? You know, why do I think I can't do this? Mm-hmm. Just get curious about that. Um, something else I talk about is, you know, we, we get into these what ifs, right? We start, what if I fail? What if I can't do this? Right. What if they don't hire me? <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. And so <clears throat> getting into those positive what ifs, turning those negative what ifs mm-hmm. into something positive. What if they, what if I'm amazing? What if they love me? What if they hire me? What if, what if I make even more than I think I'm going to make, you know, and just getting yourself into that mode of being more positive. Hmm. It's so interesting when I play this game in my workshops, the women, I ask them first, what are your negative what ifs? What are your, and they're like, what if I fail? What if I this? What if I that? What if I do that? You know, they're like, they are just like, and then I ask, okay, now we're going to switch it. What's the positive? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really hard right. to um, switch that when you're so used to thinking in a different way. When, when you're, this is really good. So when you're asking these questions, do you find maybe in a group setting, like a workshop you do or, or retreat, but when you, when you're working with someone and, and they've said, well, this is how I feel. And you, and you ask those curious questions, you know, why am I feeling this way or what's driving this? and you may not have an answer to this, but do you find at a certain point you kind of run out of excuses? Like, is it after three questions or four questions? Like I'd imagine it doesn't take very long where you, that aha moment comes quicker than we think it might, or 
I, I don't know. That's kind of a tough question to, to, to nail down. I'm just curious if that, if that comes up at all. Yeah. And it kind of depends on the person too. Sometimes sure. their walls are up. So, you know, they're, yeah. they're built several bricks deep. You right, know? Right. And, and so they have a really hard time even answering the question or acknowledging or under seeing that they have um, the block or, or being vulnerable enough to open up and share. Um, and so that can be really challenging, but, um, you know, it, it just depends on the person, how many questions, it could be one question. They're like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I know my kids are about like 2.5. Like I, they, I can get them like two questions deep and they're like, all right, you got me, you know? So we're, we're good. But I know for yeah. me, sometimes it takes more. Um, what, what any like favorite go-to things for confidence like one of the what's one of the more common things you teach or you get asked about how to do or anything like that anything come to mind in that in that realm in terms of tips or strategies yeah um well i i love teaching vision so i do my vision workshops at the beginning of the year where we really dive into what do you want and build vision boards and we do all this stuff in those workshops we do all the you know because if you have a big vision but you don't believe you can get to it or you don't know you know, you don't believe in yourself. You have all these limiting beliefs. You're never going to get there. So we do all the limiting belief work first and then build their boards and work Mm -hmm. on their vision. But one of the things I say is you have to have a big vision and know where you're going and what you want. If you want to um, keep moving forward through the blocks, the limiting beliefs, the fears, the failures, the, you know, setbacks, the COVID. Because they'll be there. Right. If you don't have a vision or something that you're moving towards that you have, you know, the strong pull, you're going to just give up. Yeah, yeah. And so I always start with what is it that you really want? And a lot of people don't know. And so I have three questions to ask to get there is what do you want? Like, what do you really want? Why do you want it? Because you got to know why you want it too. Mm-hmm. And then how you want to feel. Ooh, I like that one. That's good. How do you want to feel? That's the biggest one. Because when you have your emotions are raised and you are feeling really good, your vibration's high, then that's when you're going to attract more things. <laughs> Throw a little law of attraction there. But <laughs> good. Knowing, knowing how you want to feel is really how um, you're going to get to where you want to go, is is getting to that feeling place. I, I love that. And I, and I, man, that's good. We might need to come back and talk about that. <laughs> Because I think, well, think about it, right? Because where I was conditioned is I was never afraid to do big, like since I was a kid, it was like take over the world and blah, 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 right? So it was, I know what I wanted. I knew why I wanted it, right? The driver was usually to serve my loved ones, right? So that was always pretty consistent. And I think that is for most people. The whys can change. But I never, I never asked the third one. And, and the slippery slope, the danger for high performers there, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and I think, you know, it sounds like, like women even have a harder time, is like when that's not dialed in, then, then you can achieve these things because you think you're supposed to or because you said you could or because society thinks you should. And you feel like shit because you're tired and you're burnt out and you're frustrated and you're still comparing yourself to everybody else. And, and it's like, well, wait a minute. So I think that that is like brilliant because if you don't get that third pillar you mm-hmm. can spend your whole life building stuff and achieving things and not feel, which is really the, the output, right? That's what you right. really want. Right. Want. And there's, and so often too, we say, well, I'll feel that way when I have, yeah. when I achieve, right? Done and so it's one. like, we put that, we put off feeling good until I've reached the goal. I've it reached is. the pinnacle. I got in that degree, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's not the way you should be doing it. Yeah. It's I want to feel good now. And yeah. that's how I'm going to get there. Yeah, I used to describe it as business stamina was something I could do. And really translated what that means is I could white knuckle through a lot of pain in the hopes I would feel a certain way at the end. So it was okay to get beat up for three months or six months because I'm going to get through these projects or this phase of the business. And then it's going to be okay. Well, guess what? As Aaron knows, it's not. It's like the next... You know, you just keep sprinting more marathons and it it's just not fun. You don't feel good at the end of that. You feel like you're just going to get carted yeah. out. So, yeah. um, 
That's good. I really, I really like that. I want to, before we wrap up, I do want to ask you about self-care a little bit, because I know that's something you talk a lot about and it, and it does tie into a lot of what we work on here. Um, how does that play a role in, in all of this um, from, from your vantage point? Yeah, well, this is a perfect segue because you were just talking about white knuckling and pushing yeah, through yeah. <laughs> until you burn out. And sure. I actually, I did that to myself several mm-hmm. years ago. I didn't think I deserved the rest. I didn't think I deserved the breaks. So I was working on the weekends and, you know, working at night and all these things. And pretty soon I ended up with adrenal fatigue and that took, uh, you know, two years to get better. <laughs> so, so very physical. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really awful. And it was because I, I did I did that, you know, yeah, yeah. I tried to push and force. And, um, now I'm at a much different place. I learned a very big lesson there, um, to, you know, take time off, rest and relax. Um, you know, meditate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, it's I was very hard. resistant to that for very many years. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that relaxation, that rejuvenation, mm-hmm. doing those things to really take care of your body is not selfish. So many people think it's selfish to take care of yourself and it's not. Mm. Um, it's so important because if you bring out, then there is no you to do right. anything. Right. Right. So, um, I've heard this before and I love it. And I use it now is, you know, a lot of people say, um, you can't give from an empty cup, but what I like to say is fill your cup and then give from the saucer, right? Mm. Give from the overflow. So make sure that you are completely filled up before you're going out and serving other people. I like that. That's like the high performance happiness approach, right? You still can have your full cup. It's all good, but yeah. no, you can still give. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I, what changed for meditation for you? Are you able to do that? Yeah. Is it still a struggle for you or is it part of your practice now? I do it a lot more now. Um, a few times in the morning or a few, few days in the morning every yeah. week. And then um, I fall asleep to meditations now every night. Right on. Um, <clears throat> you know, there was, we sometimes like to self-sabotage ourselves and that was my thing. <laughs> so, I can't relax. <laughs> I can't do something that's good for me. <laughs> yeah. It, it is but, hard. It is hard. And, and then when you see it actually work, it's, it kind of is a game changer, but it's still, it's for me, it's work, right? I know it now, the science and all the, right. But it's still a lot of work, but it's part of my regular routine. And it was interesting because this weekend I needed to get, I needed to decompress. I had you know, I worked a couple of weeks straight, which I usually don't do anymore and yeah. high stress going on. And uh, I had to get away and I did. My daughter went with me for a long hike up in, in Tahoe and we were sitting there and uh, it was super quiet. Right. And she's like, what's that noise? I said, oh, that's, that's the wind in the trees. I go, isn't that crazy that we never slowed it down enough to listen to wind? Mm-hmm. And so we ended up meditating um, there. I asked her if she wanted, she's like, Oh yeah, I do that at school. And she was like, boom, ready to rock. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. And, but we did it and it was so cool. So anyway, long story short, afterward I, I had posted about it and I buried this picture in a group of like a dozen pictures everybody that was commenting like went and found this picture is crazy how much that resonated. So even as somebody who talks about it and I, it's important to me and I think that it's a, um, a big part of, of my routine and practice, I was still a little bit hesitant and nervous to like share it. Mm-hmm. And there it was, it really resonated. So yeah. it's funny how you say like, Oh, it felt a little goofy and funny. Like we all still feel that way a little bit, but man, it works. It's a common, mm-hmm. as my daughter taught me, she showed me she's, she's leading the way now. So nice. <laughs> and it was cool. So stay, stay with it. I think it's good. And I think it's, it's, I love what you're saying about the importance of taking care of yourself. You do deserve that mm-hmm. as much as do you deserve to, to achieve and feel these other things. Right. As we, we wrap up, this has been great because we've covered a lot. Like we covered the psychology and then we got into the emotional and we got into the confidence. Um, if you were to try and leave a message for everybody, like when you're on stage or you've got an audience of people here that I think want to get better, but they also really have like audacious goals, right? And they don't want to compromise. Yeah. They're, they're moms and business leaders, but then, you know, they all, they, they're trying to take care of themselves what, and they're struggling to figure out how to do both. Like, what would your message be to them? What nugget would you give them or where would you encourage them to start? Um, that self-care is really important. 
the more you take care of yourself, the easier it's going to be to get everything else done. Mm. My coach is like, he always says, you know, the more time I spend with me on the, in the morning, you know, exercising, meditation, doing the things that calm me down, the faster I get stuff done during the day, the more productive I am. Mm. So even though you're taking more time for yourself, the more stuff you're going to get done during the day if you're in that space of like yeah. calm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> centered. Good. Um, so yeah, that and then, still at the top of your list. Yes. Like and it. looking at, you know, I am enough. I'm enough for, I'm enough no matter what. That's something that I say all the time is you are enough no matter what. I don't care if you got your to-do list done. I don't care if you got out of bed today. <laughs> like you're still enough. No matter what. <laughs> like that is good. In a perfect place to wrap up there. I'm so grateful that you came and shared, like got to pull some of your strategies and nuggets out. Um, Thank you. So for, for those that uh, are not already following you, where's the best place to check you out? I know you've got a great blog and you do videos. You've got a Facebook group, which was super awesome. We didn't even get into, which is one of the things that uh, reconnected us in some ways around this topic. So uh, where, where can we find you out? What are you up to? Yeah. Um, so I have a website. It's just my name, erinsum.com. They can go there and find out more about me. Or um, I have a Facebook group too. It's called Confident Woman Community with Erin Sum. And that group is um, for women. And it, I have videos and posts in there every single day with some of these empowering questions, um, help you with your limiting beliefs and fears and so forth and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Facebook, I'm all over Facebook. I'm on Awesome. And always posting happy pictures and great stuff. So, well, listen, Aaron, thank you. This was spot on for where we're at and what we talk about, what we're working on. So I appreciate you sharing uh, what you've learned, what you teach. And uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right. See you soon. For everybody else, if you're interested, we'll have her podcast up on the blog. So you can go to helpandhustle.com, check out the podcast page. 